that, and I don't know if we should discuss the Muppet podcast before or after we start rolling. Uh, we're rolling. We got stuff to talk about here. I know we have the, 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 the Al's gals to do too, so. Right. So we're, we're into it. Episode, uh, 224 of, uh, Longbox Heroes After Dark. Episode two of Al's Gals, where we'll be, uh, discussing the Fratellis, which is a spinoff of Cheers from back in the day. But we have other stuff to discuss as well. Uh, Todd, I'll let you go first. Uh, I, I saw your big tweet that got a bunch of traction this past weekend. Which that, one was that? That I didn't understand. <laughs> about Disney Plus and about Muppets and about a podcast. Okay, so Disney Plus, and now it's like, you know how they're having the, the, the definitely the Vision and Scarlet Witch TV show and the Loki TV show. They're talking sure. they want to have certain content to kick it off. Well, I don't know if when Disney Plus is going to launch or down the line, but they said mo- most definitely it's going to have a new Muppet show of some sort. I, I don't know exactly what the details are of it. If it's like the old Muppets, Muppets Tonight and the Muppet Show, or they're going to be like the Office Muppets or something completely different. It doesn't matter. I was like, oh, I can't wait for this. And then if, like, I have a feeling that Disney's going to do the Marvel movies, the Star Wars TV shows, the Star Wars movies, and they're going to put their backlog on this too, which would be a smart idea. Sure. And I'm like, if they put all their Muppet catalog on Disney Plus, and they have everything, like the Muppet Show, it, Muppets Tonight, all the specials, the movies. I want to do a podcast about the Muppets where I watch all that stuff and do a show about, like, the first episode of the Muppet Show. Like, blah, blah. And I haven't decided. I have lots. I literally have lots of ideas. And I know you say because I'm doing this, this will probably never get done. I've officially started a notebook. Oh, my goodness. The notebook that you gave me for Christmas. Oh, like two Christmases ago. Yes. Filled it with, well, I have a couple, I have a couple notebooks that I use for the show and stuff like that that I had laying around. This one I grabbed and I started doing, like, I started off, like, what was the first season of the Muppet, like, the, I chronologically, I did, or I did the movies. Like, what years did the movies come out? Like, Muppet Show, the Muppet movie came out in 79. The Great Muppet Caper came out in 81. And I put them on a, on a, on a paper, then I flipped it, and it's like season one of the Muppet Show. First episode aired, blah 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 date. Guest was blah blah blah. Episode two, episode three, episode four, season one, season two. Then I'd go to the next TV show, like it's Muppet Tonight, and what days they were they came out, who was the guests on it, or whatever. And then I'm gonna put all the specials in one thing, and I'm I'm trying to decide whether or not I want to go chronologically or buy like start with the the movies and then go to the Muppet show or just pick random ones and do random ones here or there whether I'm going to have one guest or like what help with somebody like me and Josh I was thinking Adam said he kind of wants to do it I'm like that or just do it's going to be me and then pick a random person like hey this guest is on this episode or you want to do an episode with a certain guest or what do you want? I have no idea, but I have lots of ideas, lots of energy. I've been doing some Spectrox thinking about this. Oh, good, Spectrox. <laughs> and I really want to do a Muppet podcast. All joking aside, we talked about, oh, you know, Todd, maybe you'd want to do a Doctor Who podcast or do a, doctor, a podcast about this or that. Or, But there's something about the Muppets that I love. And when I thought about it, I got really excited that I want to do it. And I actually did work, which says something, Joe. 
Mm-hmm. So. I was remarking to someone today that when it comes to a lot of things that I bring up on the show, especially mm-hmm. on After Dark, uh, at first I said that it seems as though most times you give zero fucks, but I'm like, no, no, that's Brian at Studebaker. Right. He gives zero fucks about most things. Todd's usually floating around nine. Nine fucks, huh? Yeah, usually. Mm-hmm. On, out of one to one to a hundred. Okay. Um, but I'm glad you have fire in your belly about this. Right. Can you tell that I actually do? or? Mm, I don't know. We'll you see. You think I'm going to peter out? You think I'm going to... No, no, I'm no, gonna... no. Listen. You're talking a game now. Mm-hmm. The tweet was a little... I'm like, okay, I don't know. Is this a serious tweet? Is this a joke tweet? I don't know. There wasn't like a little slash S for sarcasm, but I really couldn't tell either way. Right. I um, understand. That the stuff. fact that you put physical pen to physical paper is interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, however, doesn't this Muppet stuff exist already streaming somewhere? Um, I think you can buy it all. Like, I was looking, the Muppet movies are on one of the one of like the pay sites, whether it's Hulu or I forget. But I don't know if the Muppet Show. I couldn't find the Muppet Show. I know all this stuff came out on DVD. Mm-hmm. At one point, but I don't know if they finished the Muppet Show. I swear to God, I think that they didn't finish all of that. Um, I don't know if it's Muppets Muppets Tonight is is out on DVD, but I was like, and this all you know compares to whether or not they put all this stuff out on Disney Plus. You know what I mean? Right. Obviously, that's your main concern is it all in one spot so people can kind of follow along. Right, and then like. I mean, because, like, to get the DVD, then I'd have to get the DVDs, or, you know what I mean? Like. Right, because I'm pretty sure I have the first two seasons on DVD. Of the the original Muppet Show? Yeah, when they released those, however the hell long ago that was, you know? And if I do multiple guests, where I have, like, floating guests, I know you're going to do one or two episodes. I have you pegged. Well. Uh, that's for a different podcast, me being pegged, notwithstanding. <laughs> Do I have to get Doug on to explain that or no? <laughs> Actually, you don't. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but no, you can get the first, you can get the seasons pretty cheap, uh, online. It's, it's very strange too, because like season one is like 10 bucks. Season two is like 14 bucks. And then season three seems to be out of print. Mm-hmm. But again, it's twelve. So it says twelve bucks, but then they have a box set of the three sets together for like fifty bucks. So I don't think they know what they're doing. Right. Hmm. So now all I need is a producer. Right. So figure- here. So okay. So producer. <laughs> right. So here's right. here's where the real rub comes in. So with mm-hmm. all your with all your uh, piss and vinegar about this, right? Right. You're going to have guests on. You're going to do this. You're going to get the Slim Jim deal. And then none of that shit's going to happen, right? So I wanna, right. I, I'm interested to see you coordinate getting these people together and recording the show and all this other shit, right? right. Obviously, I would be very willing to help you with this. But I don't have the same affinity for, uh, like, the Muppet Show's fine. I like it. It's good, you know, but I don't have this like crazy affinity for it that you seem to. Right. Um, that being said, you know, I don't know how you're going to organize and coordinate this and be effectively the one in charge of the show, as it were. Right. Right. Yeah. See, the way I look at it is 
I, there's a lot of like recording online. I'm looking to do a lot of the recording in person. Ah, okay. Where like it would be like, hey, or if if you decided to do an episode, it wouldn't be that hard to do. Like I'd be like, Joe, just record it the way we always do. You know what I mean? Right. But most of it would be like Josh, Adam, Scott, Matt. Becky, like, I don't know, people I, I would know, like, to me, it would be easier to go like this. All right, we're doing a half hour-ish, if the movies take a little bit longer. Sit in a room, you've watched them, and I could get people to do that, record on my phone, then I have it, then I'll use my ringtone, you know, editor, put the, oh the stingers on the beginning or end. No, I don't know about that stuff. The stuff that I don't know how to do is how to get it into listeners' ears. That's mm. honestly would be beyond me. That's that's really the the thing that has me stymied. Right now, but, I, I will say this. You know, the other thing, of course, to look into, and you have your unique slant on this is on on this, and this will be what your hook would be. But would you be looking to do this on like a regular schedule, like once a week, or just like whenever the hell I have time? I would like to do it once a week. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, if I don't get a dedicated host to to do it with me. Like, like, say, like Josh. Josh really kind of would do it. Josh definitely, because he's maybe even a slightly bigger Muppet fan than me. But he's a guy with a job and a wife and two kids. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. So then there's then there's Adam, and you know, and I'm like, but if I got multiple people and I could line them up, and heck, they don't even have to be in order if I do it that way. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like. If I get, if I get, if I, I could bank, I'm like, oh, well, I want to do episode four and I want to do episode five. All right, sit down. I'll do epi- You have time. I'll do episode f- four now and go over Matt's house and do five, like right after each other. I, I don't care. I got the time. So I could probably even bank up a couple if I had to, you know, and then if I had a Skype and like some people wanted to come on a Skype, I could figure that out and do that. I mean, so I, I think. It's if I had a dedicated co-host, that's when it would get tough because as we both know, I have no life. I could watch Muppets all day at work or, you know, the Cinnabon runs without me. So that's what I'm saying. It all comes down to who I would get because I don't see me doing a solo solo podcast. My feelings on the Muppets. Right. How interesting would that be? That would peter out in about 30 seconds. So it could happen. I've said this before to many a person who have come to me with ideas for podcasts. Mm-hmm. I say, you know what you need to do to some extent. Once you get that rolling, let me know and we'll take that next step. Okay. And also it won't be tomorrow, like I said, because Disney Plus doesn't even have an announcement yet. Okay. Though, if I decided to do it chronologically and just do the 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 either the Muppet movie, the shows, I would I could just get the first season and do, you know, I I could borrow your first season, share it with somebody, and do episodes until it popped up, and then decide what I want to do from there. I don't know. We're going to discuss this at length at some point because mm-hmm. I actually want to get some of your ideas about some things. Um, like I said, it's not work or anything. It's just like, hey. Like, what about this or this or this? What do you think is better? And and just bounce it off. And then I'll decide what I'm 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 doing from there. Sound cool? Yes. Oh, so what I was just looking was to see what the uh, the landscape looks like. 
of Muppet podcasts. Right. And it looks like this is a market that you uh, should have no problem getting into. I was going to say, I don't think there's like, you know, the Muppets are at the height of nostalgia right now. Right. And that's the flip side of it, of course, is the fact that it's not at the height of nostalgia. Uh, You may not have the traction or the penetration. I found two different podcasts right off the rip. Uh, One hasn't done a show uh, in seven years. The other one hasn't done a show in three years. Which is probably when the Muppet Show ended, Mm -hmm. the last one. And then... There is one that is the Muppet Minute. You know, those minute-by-minute podcasts that exist? Yeah, I'm not doing it that way. Right, and they're doing the minute-by-minute of just the movies. Mm -hmm. And that's still out there. They, They seem to be running strong. Not as strong as our shows, but again... Uh, you know, not everyone could be us. Who, who'd want to be us? Right. Have that uh, that that responsibility of being this awesome all the time? Ugh. And then it I, wears. And again, I don't want to cr- crunk on them, but they... Okay, so... Um, and I, I promise we're going to get to... Uh, Al's gals? Al's gals here shortly. But we're, we're talking, so again, I have to... And I have the old iTunes rue up. So I always like to peek to see what's going on. We recently, and again recently, a little while ago, got a four-star review as opposed to a five-star review for the main show. What did you do to lose that star? Nobody's written a a review in quite some time, which is fine. Again, you know my feelings on uh, iTunes and all that shit. You know, I I don't want to publicly state it, but those who have asked know what the true metric of the show is. Mm -hmm. Um. But I'm just looking to see if we have any recent written reviews of the stuff, you know? Oh, hang on. And then I have a follow-up from last week. Oh. Yes, yes. So, again, the, the Muppet thing looks like it could be an, an option available to you there. Mm-hmm. No, negative, no negative reviews on uh, Todds. I'm surprised. Oh, shocking. I, I I lost my iTunes account. So. There you go. So, uh, as last week I was discussing, uh, I forget how we got into it, but I think it was um, a place where you can get shirts that are shabbily made. Mm-hmm. And I kind of went off on them, but it lit a fire under me and some other people as well. Um, and I decided, I'm like, well, we should move this revenue chain along at some point. And uh, that site is the site for those who are lazy and worthless. Um, and what I did was, now I completely forgot this. Do you remember the zoo, the Who Enthusiast Todd shirt? <laughs> yes, I do. Yes. I had Tom draw that up. Right. I completely forgot that that is on that site. <laughs> I didn't even know it was. Right. Well, you had sent it to me. Well, here's the thing, okay? So we'll get to everything there shortly, but... Um, I go, okay, well, let me go check to see what's on the site. And I saw that that was there. I didn't even realize. I must have did it, you know, years ago, right? Mm-hmm. So I decide I'm going to go and I'm going to start with the uh, different logos that we have for at odds, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and one is an ape of the Bullet Club logo. Another one is an ape of the, uh, whatchamacallit, the 
uh, All In logo for the All Elite Wrestling whatever. And then another one is uh, kind of generic. It looks like it's just words made out of barbed wire. It really could be anything. It is an ape of the ECW logo, right? So I submit those, and the way the submit process works for their site is you submit the, the, the design, and then when you hit send, it logs you out and gives you no confirmation if it went through or not. Mm-hmm. So probably when I submitted the, the, the Who Enthusiast one all those years ago, I never knew that it went through, because when I submitted it, it just kicks me out of the site, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I s- tried to submit those on Friday... And I didn't get a confirmation because the confirmations went to my spam folder. When I tried to submit the designs, the designs got kicked, you know, it just kicked me out of the site. So I'm like, I don't know, maybe this site's a piece of shit, which it is. So, uh, David Kincannon of Podvocacy was, uh, was inspired, I guess you could say. So he, he threw together a few, uh, designs that I submitted as well. So I'm going to send them to Todd in the uh, the messenger, so he has to look to see. So there was the oh, first right. one. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you see that one. Yep, I'm a. Right. And then here's this one. <laughs> I like that one. Okay, and then I got this one. Does it... Let me check. <laughs> Okay, so I heard back from the first three, the ones that were the A Todds at Wrestling Designs. Right. Uh, and I got an e- I got the response in my spam folder that says, We apologize, but upon review, your design war rejected. W A R E J E C T E D. Again, mm-hmm. showing you the quality control that they reviewed these things. My right. design war rejected. Because it appears to be a parody of someone else's work. Mm-hmm. We may have received a cease and desist letter in the past for doing designs of this nature. Or we sell shirts for this specific wrestler who created the original design. If you believe this may be an error, please feel free to contact us. Now, I would love to dispute the one that's an ape of the ECW one. Because that really could be anyone. But there's no way to tell from the three rejections that I got. Of which ones they're rejecting. Right. So I have no idea how to dispute any of them. Okay? Now, I haven't heard back on those other three designs that I just sent you. (laughs) Right. Now, my intent in sending those was (laughs) Mm -hmm. to get our store shut down through that place. Really? Yes. That's my intent. Is to get that store shut down. Because if, oh, that's why, that's how it came up. Because we got the email saying, like, oh, you know, hey, podcasters, and maybe start eliminating the ones where, <laughs> you know, maybe the person's dead or they have zero designs submitted, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I have a little bit of an issue with uh, them saying that um, my design war rejected because it appears to be a parody of someone else's work. Let me go pull up one of the more popular stores here uh, on the site, if I will. Now, I just went to the site right off the rip. And there's a guy who his designs are parodies of video games, cookie companies. Then I see another guy 
uh, who other people might know as a famous dick wrestler. Uh, here is him doing multiple uh, ripoffs of Undertaker. Here's one of him doing a ripoff of a Dick Tracy design. We're just straight up the Dick Tracy logo, but him in it. Uh, here's one of him doing a parody of the Burt Reynolds pose from the issue of uh, Cosmo that he was in. Right. Okay. Uh, here's one of him doing a parody of uh, the Blow Pop logo. Okay. Here's one of him doing a ripoff of Itchy and Scratchy. Here's one of him doing a ripoff of Animaniacs. Um, again, here's one of him doing a ripoff of Star Wars. Again, those are okay. And here's one just completely ripping off. It says, Dick Wrestler's Rockin' Wrestling. Last time I checked, the logo and imagery of that is owned by the world of sports and entertainment. Vince McMahon. Not the famous Dick Wrestler. Mm. So it's interesting of what falls into parody and what doesn't. Apparently, if you're one of their suck-ass people, you could just do whatever the fuck you want on their site. Okay. Uh, I also found out that these people have their dirty scumbag fingers <laughs> in a bunch of other, you know, different uh, shirt-by-the-whatever companies. Now, I was happy to get a response within 24 hours of me submitting my designs. I've heard from people that have submitted designs that it's been six months and they haven't heard back yet. Mm -hmm. And then here's these other, uh, these other schmucks, if you will. Uh, here's a parody of a rocker shirt. Here's a parody of super Mario brothers three. Here's a parody of a very specific Avengers cover. Here's a, uh, a ripoff of a cover of Super Mario Kart. Uh, let me just look at some of the other ones that they've ripped off here. So so what you're saying is they let people do parodies on their site occasionally. Well, they let people do parodies of their site if they're their suck-ass pals, I guess. Just, I, I got it. I'm just saying yeah. I don't need to know every parody that they're doing. I, at this point, I get... <laughs> right. No, I'm just uh, here's and again I'm just saying here's one that's uh a, a straight rip off of the poster for ET. Here's a straight rip off of Street Fighter 2. Here's Pac-Man. It's literally Pac-Man on their thing and instead of saying Pac-Man in the Pac-Man font, it says Super Kick. Oh, I wonder who's that from then? Mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out. You're giving me clues, but right. I can't tell. Here's one that's a Pokemon ripoff. Here's one that's a Mega Man 2 ripoff. Here's, you know, imagery of someone who works for the World Wrestling Entertainment saying the name of their move. Um, again, and here's just one. It's straight up <laughs> Baby Mario and Baby Luigi, but in instead of an M and an L on their hats, it's an M and an N on their hats. No fooling, it's just that ripoff right there. Mm -hmm. Jesus fucking Christ. Okay, so what... I don't get... Now see, I this, don't is, this get, is where that 9% comes in. Go ahead. Right, I don't get what you're so... Like, you're literally trying to get your own store shut down, and then they tell you... <laughs> 
that you can't have those shirts. I don't know what you're trying well, to do here, Joe. Okay, so my my plan was to see if I could somehow get those designs up on the site, right? Right. Um, and I was hoping that they would see some of these these designs and say, "Oh no, we're just going to shut this guy's thing down." But mm-hmm. the fact that they didn't come back and say fuck you, we're shutting your site down. The fact that they send me a poorly spelled, poorly grammared template boiler thing that just says, hey, you know the thing that we've built our entire company on? We're not allowing these designs because of that. Do you understand Do you understand now? I wanted those emails to say, your, shite, your site is shut down because you're an asshole, not because the thing everybody else is allowed to do, you can't do. <laughs> Right, but what were you gonna do with that email that says you can't shut? We're shutting you down because you're an asshole. Like, I don't. I would. I would tweet it out. I would be proud. Oh, okay. Now I get. Okay. See, up to this point, I just, I really just didn't understand what your, what your, your your plan was. Now I got it. Right now, I'm not done. I'm going to see if I could take all of these designs elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Um. There are other sites out there uh, that don't charge, you know, $30 a shirt and give the, the content creator $7, $5.60 if there's a sale. <laughs> and that actually give you the option of using a better quality shirt and that's not direct to garment and all this other stuff. Just so that there's kind of like a floating place. And yes, we have our shirts that we had done through the good folks at LVAC that are actually quality made shirts on good quality shirts. And we don't sell them for an arm and a leg. I think we still have the deal up on the site where you can get like the shirt and the pin and the sticker and everything else together. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm not going to go run off a run of who enthusiast shirts and all three logos for, you know, a Todd's with wrestling. I'd like to have a place so that I can kick back a few bucks to Adam eventually, but the fact that the company that he has supported and <laughs> spent, I would say, hundreds okay. of dollars okay. for those now his four shirts. <laughs> it's getting less wavy now. I got it. Okay. Right. Um Oh, but like, and like, and David designed most of the logos for those. So if any of those sold, he would have gotten a kickback, you know, for a couple of those shirts being sold. I'm just going to say King Cannon, beautiful on two of them, <laughs> on two of them. The the first one you showed me, Joe, I, I'm just like, okay, I don't recognize if that's a take on anything. I think, well, it, like the font and the color scheme looks like Dunkin' Donuts. Right. But I was guessing that, but right. It, there could be a million things that I don't know from wrestling that that could be. Right. But boy, oh boy, those next two. There's no mistake in what's going on there. Right. Now, and, this, and this may have been mentioned on uh, At Odds with Wrestling. Who knows what the hell that show is going to be uh, by the time that we get around to recording that. Um, but I will say this. If you want to see what those designs are, you could certainly ask me and I would privately send them to you. Now... Does the second one, does that design mean anything? You don't have to tell me what it is, but is that, there's something between the, the words? Is that something? Yes, that's the Chicago flag. Oh, is it? Okay. Yes. Oh, you're giving away too much now, Joe. Well. I'm kidding. It's if you're a, oh, and if you're, so, it's if you're a fan of uh, Chicago and it's a fan of, if you're a fan of hockey. It, it is. It is. That's what, that's what I get. 
And, you know, there's, uh, but anyway. Um, and who knows, maybe we'll have a Muppet shirt that we could put up soon. Ooh, there you go. Mm-hmm. I, I have a working title that I don't want to give away yet. Oh, uh, Just... yeah, don't give away the gold. But there's, uh, we're, I, I'm looking into other sites to put these on, and a lot of it is just kind of rearranging the, um, Deck chairs on the Titanic? Nah, like the... Because you have to submit the files at a certain size. Mm-hmm. And I'm just having some trouble, like, uh, adjusting them so they don't lose their quality. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to lose any of the quality of these right here. You don't. Right, right. <clears throat> uh, so, let's get to the meat of the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is 30 minutes Alice of bullshit. the dessert of the show today. Right. Uh, the, again, I, I didn't know the, the Muppet thing was going to have such legs, but here we are. Ironically, since the Muppets don't typically have legs. That's true. Uh, so the, the things that we watched were, uh, Al's Gals, uh, episode two here was an episode of Cheers from season five, uh, episode 15, which was a very heavy centric show, uh, very heavy, uh, centric episode about... The Tertellis, specific, mm-hmm. specifically Nick Tertelli, uh, Carla's ex-husband. That's your A plot. And the B plot was Woody is really good at chess and it makes uh, Sideshow Bob very upset. Exactly. He keeps getting hit in the face with a rake. <laughs> right. Uh, and again, yes, I know Kelsey Grammer and yes, I know Fraser Crane. But I tell you, after years and years of The Simpsons <laughs> and Sideshow Bob, that's, that's, who, that's who he is for the rest of his mm-hmm. life. Yep. Uh, so the, the plot is uh, Nick's wife, his new wife, played by Jean Kasem, who is a ditzy blonde, shows up. She's upset because Nick cheated on her. But Nick is a schemer, even though Nick looks like what most Sislak actually is. <laughs> he would make a great live action most Sislak. I know we talked about what's his face from uh, Arrow would have been. But uh, mm-hmm. Dan Hedaya absolutely was he he had to have been the inspiration for Mo, <laughs> like physically, you know. Right. So the whole thing is like he's a monster, he's a ghoul, he's hunched over, he looks oily, <laughs> but he's just got away with the ladies, right? Mm-hmm. So Diane decides to help, and again I forget her name, but it's Jean Kasem, right? What's her name? Loretta. Loretta. <laughs> Loretta, right. So I'm Loretta, saying it like, listen here, Loretta. <laughs> so, uh, so, uh, Shelly Duvall's character, uh, no, Shelly Long. Shelly Long, Shelly Long, Duvall. Who's Shelly Duvall? Um, she's another actress, but anyway. She's not the person on the show. But Diane right. is like, no, we're gonna, you know, women stick together and I'm gonna help you stand up to Nick and not let him walk all over you. And Carla's like, yeah, I want to be a part of this because, you know, I've seen what he could do and I want to be here for when he does it, you know? And then <laughs> she's putting uh, his his charm over to, to uh, Ted Danson. And Ted Danson's like, oh, no, uh, he's going to steal my woman away from me, right? So there's your story, right? Very simple. It is. With very little uh, norm and... Uh... Cliff. Like yeah, they, they have get like one line. Like, like one, when they get one scene and they're just like, that's it. Right. It's like they showed up on set and they're like, this is the, the spinoff show for Nick and L- Loretta. And I was like kind of sad about that. But yeah, when it takes off, it takes off. 
Now, the other thing I want to mention was uh, not having watched a sitcom in quite some time, especially a sitcom from the 80s. Cheers, especially at this point. I know they do get a little bit more uh, expansive as the years go on. But I think at this point, like season five, you know, obviously it's big enough to warrant a sitcom or a spinoff, right? Mm -hmm. It's one set. It's literally like two cameras, maybe a third camera. Right. And that's it. Like, what was the overhead on this show? Like, it, it must have cost them in 1987 dollars, like $600 to produce an episode. No ex- really? Cause- no exterior shots, no locations, no pulling permits, no having to rig up your set and like shoot uh, second unit stuff. Everything's mm-hmm. done on one set. It, it's really, the bar is one set. Yes. Sam's office, which is, you know, on that set, like is in that building. And then there's the pool room. That was it. For, for the show, like, yeah, I remember there was like a Thanksgiving episode. They did, they had dinner at somebody's house. But, but for the that most was part. far and few between, like, it, especially this early in the show. Like, if there's 22 episodes in the season, maybe three were outside the bar? Mm-hmm. Maybe? Yep, exactly. So, I know what you're saying. It blew my mind when I thought about it. I'm like, the only other show that I could really think of that did that a lot was Night Court. Night Court really only had like the judge's office, the cafeteria, and the and the courtroom. That was it. Okay, I will say this though, where while it only had those three, and okay, and then you had like the the hallway in between the 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 courtroom and uh, Harry's office. Mm-hmm. But you got a you got a physical layout. Like there's the courthouse, there's the the hallway, there's Harry's office. You go down that hallway, that leads to the cafeteria, right? It's mapped out in your head. You know where it is, but the, here's the, here's the rub there. Outside of your main cast, there was probably, and this was a little heavier episode because of the thing with the, the people playing, and we'll get to the, the, the third scene there, but Night Court had tons of guest stars, tons of cameos, and tons of extras to fill out the courtroom and to fill out the cafeteria. So mm-hmm. that's where they were spending those monies. Now, granted, it was like you're talking like 20 extras working their day rate of like 40 bucks or whatever it is. But I think there was less than 10 people in this episode. Mm-hmm. Like I less like there was maybe 15 physical people in this episode, less than 10 that actually spoke a line. Right. So this was a very cost effective show. But it was also very brilliant. I forgot yes. how fun cheers was like like literally um the whole thing with nick and nick's like oh like he comes back for loretta and he's he's like he's gonna leave and sam's like get out and he's like no and now i'm gonna take your woman sam and his his plan when he comes back and he comes in in the white tux and he's got the bow tie on, and he brings the dinner. Right, because he's going to date Diane. Exactly. To, get, he's to make steal Loretta Diane. jealous. Well, or something. Right, but, right. Well, he thinks that Sam has Loretta now, so he's like, I'm going to take Diane. And he comes with Diane, and he goes through, and there's the violins playing, and the guy's lighting, lighting the, the, the candles, which is one of my favorite bits as this goes on. And he's making the move, and she doesn't want anything to do with him. So she gets up and leaves, and in walks Loretta. And he has the guy blow out the candles, and they stop. 
And he's like, well, this is all for you, Loretta. And he's like, and, and the music starts and the guy lights up the thing and she goes and she figures out it's not for her because her, her name isn't on the cake. And he's like, but I'm a, I'm a terrible speller. And she's like, you are a terrible speller, but you're not that bad of a terrible. So she leaves and then Carla shows up and he blows out the, that bit just kept getting goddamn funnier. And funnier at just the at just the way Nick keeps fucking plugging away. He's like, I got shot down, but boom, I'm on to the next one. And I was cracking up by the end of that bit. It was one of the best things I've seen in a long time. Right, and, and like I said, I don't think a show like this could exist in today's climate, as it were. But this was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you for, I think people take for granted how well constructed a show like this, uh, is. Right. I agree. And I just want to say, cause there was that side bit with, uh, with side show Bob and Woody Harrelson playing chess, how lucky they got once co- the actor played coach passed away, like to have Woody Harrelson step in. And Woody Harrelson is, like, even though he only has a smattering of scenes, he just steals every moment that he's in. When he's playing chess and he's doing the explosion sounds, he he just legitimately exudes excited moron. I, I, I was shocked. I was like, I forgot, like, later on you see him in, like, True Detective and other stuff. And you're like, he's a great actor. But you're like, how good Woody was on on cheers and he showed up because he was a a pen pal with coach and do you remember what that meant uh wasn't he in jail maybe no no he was like oh so you guys wrote letters he's like no no we we were pen pals we exchanged pens oh my goodness (laughs) and they gave him a job joking like you know blah 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 but woody was fantastic I'll say, and this is another thing, of course, because um, Woody Harrelson is still an active and regularly appearing in tons of stuff actor. I, you forget how long he's been around. Mm-hmm. Is he like seven in this episode? Right. I he, mean, he looks like a small baby. Mm-hmm. I mean, what was the last thing I saw him in? Was Solo? Was the last thing I saw him in? Okay. So. Give me a second I here. I want to see how old he was here because, like I said, he appeared to be a baby. Uh, <laughs> and and actually, he was 26 during that. A, but, it, like, if you told me he was a teenager, I'm like, okay, he's a teenager. I buy it. I, I would, too. Oh, my goodness. But he was great. And, you know, obviously, the, the, that being the B plot, uh, of course, I think that worked. Another thing... um. Was, of course, and obviously it's an older show, but I forgot how thick and luxurious a head of hair Ted Danson had. What? And it was all realistic. Well, and that was, and that was the thing, because if you remember, and I do, Mm -hmm. as an avid Cheers watcher, but Cheers is one of those shows that I watched when it was on, but I had like no re, like I, and I would see it when I'd watch it again when it was on syndication, but it wasn't those shows that like grabbed me, like a Simpsons did years later, you know? And I think I want, I know where you're going, and I don't know if I want to jump over you to see if I can guess it, but I think I know where you're going. Well, I'll I'll lay the groundwork and then you jump in where you need to. So, Cheers is coming to an end, 
and they do a whole big thing for like the last six episodes, the last four episodes or whatever it's going to be. They're advertising it, saying it's going to be shock upon shock upon shock in these last six or four episodes of Cheers or whatever the hell it was. Mm -hmm. And you know, big things were happening. And go ahead with the one thing that you're you're gonna you're gonna mention. Is it that he takes off his toupee? Yes. I that, and I swear to God, Joe, when you said that, because I'm watching, and Sam isn't big in this episode. He has like two or three. He has he has like three times the lines of Norm and Clint. But he's in the A plot, but he's like sixth down in the A plot. Exactly. But when he walks out and he's like drinking his seltzer water, and I'm like, look at that head of hair. And then I remembered, I was like, I remember when they did the toupee thing, because everybody was like, that was one of the running things throughout Cheers, was how beautiful his head head of hair was. And all I could think of is, I remember when he took the toupee off. Right. But go ahead, sorry. Right, so that was a big deal. I don't remember what the other big shocks and reveals were, but I remember that one being like a huge deal. Right. And, uh, yeah, again, Cheers is a good show. Yes, it is. Now? It's no Muppets. It's no <laughs> Muppets, but it's a good show. But anyway. So then we get to our episode of the Tertelli. So it's not a direct, you know, like, spin out of sort of thing, but the episode of Cheers is everyone is more, like, everyone in the A-plot is always talking about Nick Tertelli. Mm-hmm. And he is essentially, in this episode of Cheers, he is the Poochie. <laughs> Where if he's not in the, if he's not in the scene directly interacting with one of the main characters, the main characters are talking about where's Nick, when's Nick gonna show up, <laughs> did you hear what Nick said, Nick, you know what I mean? So they're really hammering this character home. And right. it's one of those things where like, hey, did you love this lovable schlub? Wouldn't you love to see him in his own wacky adventures? Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? You're going to get them whether you want them or not. So, uh, the Tertelli's essentially is, uh, Nick and Loretta are still separated. Loretta leaves to go live with her sister in Las Vegas, which is a common trope in sitcom spinoffs. I don't know why. We talked about it last week. But for she some reason, to be- if you're doing a spinoff, you're going to either California or Las Vegas. Well, and she was going to be a singer because in Cheers she wanted to be a singer and she left. She went to Vegas. And my ultimate dream is somewhere around episode three or four, she ends up with the Blansky's beauties. That's in my head. I've dreamed like that's my fan fiction. Her and Arkansas just have their own show. Oh, my goodness. That would be fantastic. And Blackjack. So Nick is presented with a vision that he's going to go to hell for all of his bad deeds. So he decides to get on a bus and go out to, uh, to Las Vegas and ask for Loretta back until he sees Loretta's sister and decides, hey, if I stay here, maybe I could try to bed her as well. Mm-hmm. So Loretta's sister is onto the scam, but her alimony is about to run out. She's got a precocious little blonde-headed child. Who's who, the worst. Who, shoot, has mud and cookies on his hands. <laughs> I think he was the originator of children shaking your hand and having mud and cookies on them. Mm-hmm. So she decides that Nick is going to, if Nick is going to stay there, he's going to pay part of the rent because she doesn't want to lose the place. And then in a scene we never saw, Nick also told his his 
uh, son, I guess from a previous marriage, and his newlywed daughter to show up to live there. So now it's 75%, and we've just built our wacky nuclear family before the second commercial break. Now, to be fair, to be fair, that son and daughter-in-law are Nick's Nick's kids with Carla, and they were on Uh, Cheers. They were actually on Cheers. So, and that he, but in the show, he, that I remember them being on cheers, the daughter, the son and the daughter-in-law, but they had just, the the Nick Jr. or whatever his name was, married her really quick. And Carla was like, so he never met the the daughter-in-law, even on cheers. So it's somewhere along the line. He, he invited him out to, to come to, like it is, but definitely I even looked up the like the actresses thing and everything yeah they were definitely on cheers for a few episodes too like nick was so uh nick goes out there to las vegas even though in the previous episode of cheers which we would assume in continuity happened very close together Mm -hmm. uh he had all this money i guess or at least connections to scam these guys to show up and play the violin and have the fancy thing to to try to woo diane but he's plumb out of luck with money but hey wouldn't you know who won the pony he's also an expert tv repairman so he decides he's going to open up a tv repairman business in the garage of the place where they're living Right. Just really quick though, during the Cheers episode, you're saying he has all this money to scam the, to do the, 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 the big thing to woo Diane. Even Carla says, like, hey, you guys came out here? I hope you all got paid up front. Cause you ain't getting paid. He has no money. Right, right. Okay. So there is that, like, so I, like, he's constantly a schemer and a scammer, even though he's the world's greatest TV repairman. Right. However, the one thing that he wasn't ready for, was his first client to come in to and to give him one of those like Sony Watchmen mini TV deals, <laughs> right? Because he had his son practicing by taking it apart and putting back together the same TV twenty times throughout the course of the day, and they try to get through like a very like Three Stooges esque relationship between Nick and the son in the way that like Nick beats his son, and I again I say son, his son's old enough to get married, so it's not like he's the precocious blonde twi- like two year old kid. Mm-hmm. Um, now I would say it's more a Ralph Cramden and Ed Norton. Oh, okay, okay. That's the way I get, like, where he's like, now cut that out, like, because he's doing all the jokes where he's carrying the fake TV, the little TV, and, and, and Nick's getting madder. As I was watching, I was literally going, this is the Honeymooners right here. Ralph Cramden and Ed Norton. But go ahead. So, uh, now this is the other thing. <laughs> so, the guy's like, oh, you know, the, the guy brings a little Sony Watchmen. He's like, oh, I don't know if we could fix this. So the type of TV. He's like, well, you only got 45 minutes to do it. And I forget what Nick says, and the guy's like, well, it's not my problem. So they only have 40, so they're under the gun, right? Mm-hmm. They have 45 minutes to fix this little tiny miniature TV. Enough time for both characters to completely change their outfits in between <laughs> scenes. I didn't notice that. Oh, my God. Maybe they got into their work clothes, Joe. <laughs> but they had just been working on the TV, taking it apart and putting it back together for the last 20 minutes or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So they finally put the the TV back together. They get it working. They're very happy because they made what thirty bucks from doing it. Yeah, but this is nineteen eighty six money, right? So it's, that's again, a lot of money. thirty dollars for forty five minutes worth of work. 
1987 money is pretty good, but then uh, Loretta's sister comes in and is like, oh, that's nothing to be proud of or whatever. And she has then, a great line. She goes, a few more of those and we can afford a cab to the poor house. Oh, there you go. So then Nick uh, is all dejected and walks away. And then this is when they decide that they're all going to work together. Nick again prays. The little kid comes and spoils that they threw a surprise party, obviously with the $30 that they had from the TV that he fixed to congratulate Nick on such a good job that he did. Right. So, there's a lot of issues with this show. There are? There are. So, the main problem with this show is, this feels absolutely like NBC trying to do their Married with Children. Where you have, like, this dysfunctional family, you know, the bickering, you know, you've got the sexy broad wife. You've got the kind of schlubby guy who does, like, a menial job. He's put upon by everyone else and all this other shit, right? Got the Marcy sister, like, hassling him. Right. But the problem was, when, when Fox did Married with Children, it felt new. It felt different. And it felt unique on the show. And on the network. And that was as the grand screen, but as the microcosm of things, at the end of the day, at the end of the episode, Al was still a good guy. Nick, from the, if you watch the Cheers episode, which one would assume that you did to lead into this, if you watch the Cheers episode, and you watch the first three-fourths of this, Nick is a dog shit person. But he's trying to change, Joe. He had that epiphany. He even says, he's like, God, like, show me a sign and I won't sleep with my sis- my my wife's sister. And he gets the message through the kid that they're having a surprise party. And he shouldn't try to bang her in the garage because the whole family's in the garage. Oh. There you go. Nice guy. They, the that's the way comedy worked in in the eighties. Was like, hey, this will happen. We could fix it in fifteen minutes, and from the rest here on out, Nick's a different guy. He's a guy who has his flaws, but now he's not as bad. And I'm with you on the the married with children bit, but I think while they were trying to do a like sleazy uh, show where like everybody's bickering, whatever, like married with children was, they while they were doing that, they were like, how do we stay cutting edge and do like a married with children's type show? And they're like, I got an idea. Let's steal old honeymooners bits, and and we'll basically make the husband and wife Burns and Allen. Gracie Allen, because she was doing, like, as far as I was concerned, I watched a lot of those, we've discussed this, I watched a lot of those old Burns and Allen TV shows, and and Loretta was just doing, was just doing Gracie Allen's bit, where she's like, the sister tells her, hey, like, I'm your sister, you know, she's talking about Nick, she's like, oh, I'm your sister, but you could do way better, and Loretta's like, no, I love you, you're the best sister I can ever have, and you're like, okay. These are these are literally Gracie Allen jokes. So it was like they were stuck in the past, uh, but they were trying to break new ground, and it just didn't work. They right, they didn't they 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 had an idea of what they wanted the show to be, but they went about it all wrong. Right, they tr- tried to make it too formulaic for a new idea. I don't know. I, I guess, but like I said, it definitely was. It was just a. 
it was a, like I'm surprised that it made 13 episodes to be honest with you. Back then though because the it was like it it had the cheer like if Cheers was was starting to become a was a juggernaut by that point. So it was part of that like what was that the Thursday night lineup? Yes. Uh, so like that that gave it the cachet uh, you know, it was part of like the, the geniuses that brought you, like, it was touched by that. So it was, you had 13 episodes filmed. It, it, they were going out. It didn't matter. That's the way I look at it anyway. So I, and, and that's the thing. Again, the show, it just felt like a misfire. Like it was a flimsy premise. It was, a, a, you know, and as I look at future episodes of it, we talked about it last week, we're like, by episode three, Norman Cliff just happened to come out to Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, then you get a, an episode where Chara was a guest star. Um, no Arkansas, though? No, no Arkansas, sadly. Mm-hmm. I will admit, though, there were a few good laughs in it, though. Yeah, but again, it didn't feel... I, it's tough to say. It didn't feel like it was earned laughter, you know. I don't know when she pulled into the garage and hit was and hit the wall. There's a line where where uh, where Nick just goes, "Leave it where it is, Loretta. You've done enough today." <laughs> I was just like, I don't know. I just I I laughed at that. She he was like, "Oh, this time at least she opened the door." I was like, there was some there there was some decent laughs, but like I said, it didn't work overall. Right. Overall, I think uh, there's a reason why this show didn't last. And obviously, the versions that we included in the post from last week, uh, if you saw that almost immediately the show was moved from Thursdays to Wednesdays. Right. And it's tougher to find older shows like this to see when they and how they moved around and stuff. But typically, mm-hmm. once a show starts moving around, that's the end of it. Oh, yeah. It's Quantum Leap, man. There's your your death sentence. Well, you know, another big one was Futurama, of course, where Futurama, you know, was supposed to be part of the original animation domination where it was that King of the Hill and the Simpsons and, and then the whatever PJs. and the PJs or whatever like the death 830, you know, fill in thing was, right? right? But because right as season 2, I think, of Futurama was kicking off, uh Fox got uh baseball so those Sunday or was it was it baseball that fucked with it or football that football. fucked with it? Football messed with a lot of shit. Right. So football would fuck with um, the Simpsons a little bit. It would move the time of the Simpsons back, but it would just completely blow by King of the Hill and Futurama. And what they ended up doing was they moved King of the Hill to eight thirty, and then they would just like dump Futurama like unannounced whenever they could just to burn off the episodes and you could never find them mm-hmm. like they wouldn't even like you would see a commercial on like a monday or tuesday that they're gonna dump three episodes of futurama on like a wednesday night right see i don't remember any of that because i didn't get into it and then they moved it so i didn't see a lot of it and i was a futurama syndication guy once i found it in syndication i was like i love this show mm. Right, and see, and see, for me, you got to remember this was like in the waning days of the internet when it just wasn't on anymore and I didn't see it being advertised and I couldn't find it on the dial. I'm like, oh, well, it probably just got canceled, which does happen from time to time. Oh, it su- that sucks. You know, and then 
as years went on and the DVD box sets come out and the syndication and what it was Cartoon Network that picked it up first, right? Yeah, that or sci-fi, I forget. No, because it, it bounced. It went from Cartoon Network to Comedy to the Central, comedy channel. back to Cartoon Network, and then to sci-fi. It was okay. It's, it's it was all over the place. It was really weird the way they did the the syndication in more recent years. But it was just one of those shows that I'm like, I thought it got canceled. Mm-hmm. I, you know, there was no way to find out. There was. You know, I was barely on the internet in 1999 or whatever the hell it was, 2000. Al Gore hadn't, hadn't, you know, finalized it yet. Well, he had, but I think I was still on dial-up at that point. So It was a series of tubes, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, you're thinking of Sharam itself, which was a series of tubes. I was just watching that the other day. I watched the final episode. I was at the fancy gentleman's house. I watched the final episode and then watched the first episode. They had it right afterwards. They were starting that, the, you know, the, the chronological order over again. Oh, yes, yes. So I was watching the final episode and then the first one. I was like, God, I forgot how much I love this show. It's a good show. Mm-hmm. But not something that will probably be on an Al's Gals episode. No, no, definitely not. Uh, so we got to figure out what the next Al's Gal is going to be, but we still got a few weeks before we figure out that. Right. So uh, I guess everyone, thanks for listening. Episode 224, much bigger episode than I thought it would be. Chunky. Mm-hmm. A lot was covered. And, uh, you know, soon to be named network.com, soon to be named network.tumblr.com, longboxheroes.com. And, uh, you know, follow us when you see us, that sort of thing. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs>